You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. So today we sit down with our Fire in the Hole political correspondent, Sylvie Rabat, who helps us to come to terms with the recent Trump victory, helping us answering some of the big questions like, what the fuck happened? And also, is this fucking real? And finally, what the fuck happens now? Without further ado, I give you the lovely, the non-braggadocious, Sylvie Rabat on Fire in the Hole. What the fuck? This, this sounds like political presidential talk to me, and I know people have talked to you about whether or not you want to run. Would you, would you ever? Probably not, but I, I do get tired of seeing the country ripped Why off. Why would you not? I just don't think I really have the inclination to do it. I love what I'm doing. I really like it. Also, I, it doesn't pay as well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, I just probably wouldn't do it, Oprah. I probably wouldn't, but I do get tired of seeing what's happening with this country. And if it got so bad, I would never want to rule it out totally because I really am tired of seeing what's happening with this country, how we're, how we're really making other people live like kings, and we're not. <laughs> start talking about eye contact i start to become really conscious of my eye contact yeah, yeah. and then i start just staring at people's <laughs> eyes just make sure. yeah and people are like oh yeah people don't make eye contact i just compensate yeah. them. Like, just staring into your soul I'm like i won't blink for like five minutes it's true though you can be talking to somebody uh completely normally and then if someone says like uh you become aware that you're looking at them yeah. and you're like am I lo- should i look at the right eye left Nose? Is it? <laughs> Forehead? Where? Where? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to look. <laughs> but I find it's courteous to, you know, if you're dealing with someone in a store or someone, you know, you just met, you shake hands for the first time, mm. you're in a party, whatever. I think it's, I make it a point to connect. Like I see you. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I'm at the grocery store. I was just there. You, you know, come to the cash, you say hello, you look mm-hmm. at them and then you 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 put your stuff in your bag and they give you the bill and blah, but you say okay thank you but you you connect you know it's if not yeah. people just like you can tell when you, you do that to th- a cashier that they always are a little bit caught off guard because sometimes yeah the last hundred people that went through the cash didn't even look at them exactly mm. they just kind of walk through slide their card or yeah. pay and then just kind of uh, they exchange look and they kind of look down somewhere here. Or they're on the phone. It's yeah. uh, anywhere but here, you know. But I'm a human being. I'm in front of you. Just you know. it's super useful if you uh, you want re- if you want assistance, like if you want, let's say, a person in a restaurant or any kind of business to go out of their way to do something for yeah. you. You know, if you look at them in the eyes and like, hey, I'd really like another ketchup. Can I get another yeah. ketchup? <laughs> mm. And if you do that, they're, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't go right get away. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you see me. <laughs> oh yeah oh, okay i thought i was invisible <laughs> it's the same thing like what you can see me yeah. <laughs> like those ghost ghost movies or you know. <laughs> yeah 
I agree. Yeah, totally. I agree. It's uh, it's, it's nice like, to just go a bit towards the human uh, part of the encounter. Yeah, I guess. it's 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 funny when you ask somebody in the service industry like, "Hi, how are you?" and they're like, "What? How are you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, and they have to think about it for a second. <laughs> Oh me! Like, I hadn't even con- me me I yeah <laughs> me how how me how I <laughs> this wasn't part of my cashier training. Yeah, like, Hello, good day. Hi, how's it going? What? <laughs> what? What did you just say? Yeah. How was your day? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Which is still totally normal. I mean, with the grind, especially if you yeah. do something very repetitive, like if you're like a UPS guy. Yeah. You've got this like three, four point uh, job. That you do, mm. right? You get in the truck, beep, 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 beep on your little computer. You stop. Everyone's look giving you, you know, murderous looks because you just park your, your fat <laughs> ass in the middle of a one lane. Yeah. <laughs> one way street. One way street. <laughs> and you're like confused and checking the numbers again in the back of your truck. And people are like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the door, whatever. And then so when they hand and you the sometimes thing. Sometimes it's like, can you sign here? Yeah. When they, but they don't even look at you. They're just handing it to you, and you're like, "Yeah." So how's your day? And they're like, they kind of snap out of it. They're like, "Oh, uh, uh, good." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just spoke to them in yeah. another language that they don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, I find uh, the one one group of people that's always looking for a, like a connection or not is delivery guys. Right? Well, it's kind of lonely, yeah. It's a very lonely job. You're all you're all alone all day. It's, it's also tips. Tips tip is a thing, maybe? right? Yeah. But you'll get to like, Bonjour, mon ami! Oui. When you open the door. <laughs> Comment ça va? Bonjour! Like, they don't speak any other language. And that sounded vaguely Asian, but I, it could be any... any. You Sometimes you're like, what? what? Where is this person from? <laughs> they're blonde with but dreadlocks, yeah. but they're black. <laughs> what? what the fuck did this guy... Where is he from? I just oh, want my where food. Where did they find you? <laughs> And then you have the, you just have the like, you open the door and the guy just like hands you the package and he's just like. Because <sighs> <laughs> he walked up like one flight of stairs to your apartment. Cash credit, credit cash. And then you give him the credit card and then you've got the like guy who doesn't have the machine. Yeah. Or he yeah. has the old school chopper machine, the yeah. clacker. And he starts rubbing it, your credit they card, on the, the carbon paper on the wall. Oh, God. It happens. Yeah, it happens all the time. Still, uh, I had one today where you give the credit card over the phone, and right. then but you need a signature when they when the guy shows up. So he he shows up, he gives him a thing like, "I need a signature." I'm like, "Okay, cool. You, you got a pen?" Uh, no. <laughs> um, that was poorly thought out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find one. I need change. Change. You're like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Change. Change. <laughs> I ain't giving you no ten dollar tip. I ain't yeah, exactly. Like, don't give me that game. Don't don't play this game with me. The I, restaurant is a block away. Yeah, I, yeah seriously. It's, it's not like I can't find you. So and it took you an hour to get here. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> because love, of the US UPS guy. Sorry, go on. I, lo- I love it when the guy shows up and like he's out of breath, but he like plays it up to to try and get more of a tip. Okay. You know, like your stairs were really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really snowy today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ice everywhere. What? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> or give you a guilt trip for not like shoveling your stairs <laughs> properly. So much like, rain. It's, it's not to your satisfaction. Yeah. My stairs. That's a miserable fucking life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it good is. good on them for like doing it and still instead of sitting on their asses and collecting, you know, yeah, welfare. Yeah, super. Uh, you're still working. Yeah, you're still working. You're still working. You, so you get that respect. You know, I'm just. It's just a miserable, yeah. miserable life. Unless you know you come from a country where there's bombs exploding, in which case you're probably just like, this is the best thing ever. Exactly. I'm not. I'm alive. Yeah. Mm. And it's a job that people pick up. Takes a bit of everything, you know. Yeah. You don't really get to choose sometimes, so you just take what you're dealt with. But I've done worse jobs. There's a bunch of people that come here and or people that are from here, but and people need jobs. People need to get out there and you know just do stuff. Something. Yeah. Just, so how 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 hard are we working right now not to talk about Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Anything but Trump. Like, man, those delivery guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know about you. <laughs> I wonder what Trump tips his delivery guys. <laughs> I don't he doesn't. Know. I don't think he does. I don't know. I just uh, I feel we should get it out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Just deal with it. How do you feel? talk about it? Well, I I think we should just try to be. I mean, I we should talk about it a bit, but. In the interest of people listening to this, I'd really like to maybe try to talk about some of the footnotes mm -hmm. rather than just going over what the media has been spewing over and over and over. Yeah. And try to take this time to sort of reflect on all of the, on what's happened. I mean, it feels like it happened a week ago, but it happened like two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Is it I weird? Felt, I felt the same today. I felt like we had that conversation at work you know in the in the lunchroom mm. and we had a good laugh and we just you know talked about a bunch of stuff and today it was like it was like a, it was a week ago yeah i agree I f like i think i know why everyone feels that way because he's kind of been the president already for the past two years in the sense of like apart from occasionally having to listen to hillary too or one of the other quacks that ran for the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. mm. He's kind of been in our faces nonstop for the last two years. And even more as an entertainer. He's yeah. been around. Like, Trump has always been... But you could, like, change the channel back then. Yeah, when he as, was just apprentice guy. Even And even before, if you had... If you're from north, the northeast of North America, you're... You know who Donald Trump is. He's kind was. of like a character. Yeah, but he wouldn't take over your Facebook feed. And no, like no, every, of course not. But I mean, like. On every channel. As soon as you visit New York City, Trump was a big name there. He branded his, sure. you know, buildings a bunch of times, like Atlantic City and all that stuff. So, you know, we knew the Trump brand for since the 80s. I grew up with. Well, that's Trump. the thing. That's uh, the thing. Uh, I as thought. A, as a, some he was a character in the, in the stratosphere. Yeah, but it's like. I it's weird because we feel like we already went through this. We already had the like Trump being everywhere. And then most people go away and they disappear or they, they stay in the background. And yeah. then some one day you find out they're dead. But for him to come back and like have the second See, coming. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And as the most powerful man in the world, like as the leader of the free world kind of thing, it's just like, what? You kind of, you kind of have to keep repeating it. Yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't, it doesn't, click it doesn't it doesn't make any sense uh you know they, they had there's a five stages of denial uh, five stages of grief yeah mm. 
uh, I'm still like not past the first part, <laughs> which is the denial. Yeah. It's like, this isn't happening. And I forget what the others are, but it's a denial, anger, anger. Uh, depression, oh, wait. bargaining. Be- bargaining is before depression. Oh, okay. So you what deny- are we going to bargain? <laughs> no, but the bargaining is like, uh, well, maybe this could work out. Maybe, maybe this isn't so bad. Oh. And like, maybe, and then depression hits. And then acceptance, I think, is the I last. I kind of started yeah. bargaining with myself today because I think I'm an optimist, uh, like through and through. Uh-huh. You're definitely an optimist. I'm definitely an optimist. So I'm like, what? What if? <laughs> what if something good happens? No, but like, what, he like the, <clears throat> the plan is not going to implode. You know, like almost kind of maybe we lightning? have to calm down. Huh? What if he gets hit by lightning? That would be fantastic. He but still it's might just like, uh, it, step down. You never know. He might. He has he till might, November to not to so. fuck off if he wants. I think he's going to take really? the job. Yeah, he's president elect. He could still technically step down and not take the job. He only had the transfer of powers in November. Uh, sorry, in January. So he, he could. If he did that, that would just be like Seth Mike Meyer. drop. Seth Meyers. I'm out. <laughs> well, I mean, is there anything left as an ego trip for him? Right. Nothing. Well, running the show. He no, has done no. it all. But. I think I think if he did that, it would take away from. I mean, all those promises, of course, but like you'd be the ultimate. It's like your. I think you troll would. Move. The, the 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 you know balls is to take the job. It's the hardest job in the world. So you're gonna tell me that you you race, you you know bicket your way Tears to the top, the and now you're gonna and... say that you don't want the job. Like you, so you were never serious. This was a joke. It yeah, would, but it would be even worse. To, you would have it would to be insulting to the American people and to the world. Yeah, to unless say, he pulls the. Oh, help. No, I'm just gonna be a millionaire and suck no, no. on your tax dollars. Like, but when <laughs> those guys, when those guys uh, choke or when they those guys walk away, they 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 always do the same thing. They pull the health card, right? It's always like even all these guys that are going down in flames now in corruption yeah. corruption cases here in Montreal. Yeah. Even though everyone knows that they are dirty to the gills. Yeah. When they're stepping down, they still give like I want to spend time with my family, my health. This these these have been trying times. You mean the fact <laughs> that you've been pursued for your crimes? <laughs> That's been difficult on well, you. Well, Pierre Carpelado yeah. stepped down for his um, family or personal reasons. Well, mostly because he he almost single handedly like he was on killed what was left on of the PQ, and was a dud. Like he was brought in he as a work he was brought in as a as a like a flash move, yeah. like a stunt, and it horribly backfired. It yeah. it literally just murdered, like poisoned what was left of this bullshit party that nobody ever nobody that's actually maybe cares what's about. going on with the Republicans. It's gonna or at least the two system parties it's it, the cage has been seriously rattled i'm actually interested in finding out what's next in the sense that who's there's gonna a, come along next no but like now what in the sense that he came he was from no establishment whatsoever and he's saying i'm gonna open up all the files i have access to all the shit you guys pulled over the years and i'm gonna tell people i think does he that make that the, promise well, yeah, he said he was going to uh, open up everything that happened in Iraq, everything. he Like, it's all bullshit, right? All these uh-huh. stories that were fabricated over the years. I doubt that he and can that do that. And that was one of the first things he was talking about when he was running. Saying it's a nice thing to say, but ultimately he would have to, at that point, if he opens any files, 
more than legislators and lobbyists and politicians, probably like a good 100 or 50 of his business associates, him included, would probably have to be put up against the wall and executed because they've all they're all they've all got a piece of that action. (laughs) Right. Politicians make these kinds of choices because they have to pay off the guys that finance them to get into office. It's all this back scratching. But he didn't. He wasn't financed. It's his money. It's not really his money. It's his money now. The campaign, but like he ran with his money. Not quite. That's a. That's a. That's not true. That's not true. No, he barely spent any of his money. Uh, He greatly exaggerated and lied about how much money he spent. He's actually found a way to like kind of run a kind of almost a uh, borderline fraudulent way of. Oh God. got his camp if i remember correctly he got his campaign to borrow money from him oh God. <laughs> like he, his campaign he offers operating it like a separate company a no risk and no liability uh-huh. adventure which probably he can pull off because campaigns are so weird and niche and he got it to borrow money from him which he can be reimbursed with donations so basically he's going to reimburse himself with donations it's some kind of funny business there so this whole so, idea of him like uh, so that's yeah. walking the walk and paying his own way is no 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 it's not exactly okay. the way people think it is okay that's a yeah yeah no businessman would do that no businessman would go like i'm gonna pay for my campaign mm-hmm. no no it's stupid no these businessmen are become rich because at some point they learn how to never put their money on the table hmm. to make sure it's always someone else's ass on the line or it's some sort of venture they can cut all ties to, fire everybody and bounce to off to their next, like leap off to their next venture uh, and never really take any personal yeah. gain. Well, risk. Risk, rather, personal loss. But um, I, what I, I don't know. What, what have you been reflecting on? What has, what's, what's hit you about this whole thing? Apart from the horror of it. <laughs> Just how badly the situation was read by all the polls and all that 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 was interesting yeah yeah it's uh they got it they got it so wrong and i think that it it highlighted some problems with the uh liberal party i was reading this thing today about it was basically like the the smugness the democrats you mean uh yeah exactly the democrat uh, the smugness of their of their approach and the like up on their high horse of morals and stuff and uh-huh. thinking that everyone who has a different opinion is just a racist toothless backwoods uh, uh uneducated i think that was that was a factor and that this really wasn't a race of red versus blue it was city versus uh country right it was uh, yeah definitely i mean judging by the the results mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think a big part of it was um, some of like it was kind of a backlash against uh, PC culture, culture. yeah, um, social Definitely. justice stuff, mm-hmm. and I think uh, it's also a backlash against um, multiculturalism, Mul- for like forced multiculturalism, or well, multiculturalism is a as a as a concept as like a cultural ideal of like where we want humanity to go in the future and like the, the melting pot sort of thing is cool you know that's a nice ideal to strive to but to claim that we are, have uh, achieved it or to use it as a political p- 
platform, I think, is uh, doesn't work. It's right? kind of what gives rise to these like um, foolish initiatives, like like um, uh, affirmative action. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's that's part of it. I mean, the, the, I think the main one is that uh, people not respecting the culture of a host country when immigrating. Right. So that that's that's what happens when you mm-hmm. when you have that in place the idea of multiculturalism as a political platform come is, here take everything you want but don't don't give back or don't adjust don't, in any don't way. respect the way we live or what we believe in or because that like, that would don't be conform us in any way because that would be us infringing upon your beautiful multicultural otherness precisely right and and people end up moving over and ac- actually having disdain for like the 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 culture of the host countries. Yeah, so I think there's a weakness, problem there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I agree. I agree. I thought it was particularly hilarious, but not in a satisfying way. More in like in the sad clown kind of way hmm. to see how all of the polls pollster pundits that have been like yelling into the, the TV for the last two years. And waving their arms around with 3D graphs and making all of these <laughs> prognostications, like to see them all trying to blame the polls. How did we get it so wrong? Clearly, there's a difference between what people say and what people do, and and like they all start shitting on the polling idea and how bad it is. And you're like, you fucking hypocrites. They're saying that oh, everyone who voted for Trump lied on the polls. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is. I'm sure there was some of it. I'm sure a lot of people, especially white Americans, who who were like didn't admit that they, that, you know, they were like, oh yeah, no, Trump's a terrible guy, and never people, actually said I won't vote for ashamed. him. Yeah, <laughs> people were ashamed to to say that they were yeah, intending. because the left was him. bully bullying anyone that would even consider anything that Trump said yeah. as a. They were immediately like, you're a fool, you're a hillbilly. How dare you're a racist, you're a misogynist, you want to rape women. While killing refugees, you're like, what? Well, I just said yeah. that he yeah. had, I thought some of his tax incentive ideas were kind yeah. of... And that's where the, the runaway PC culture kind of... Uh, bit, bit everyone right in the ass. Yeah, 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 yeah big time. Well, we were, because uh, it's just a lynch mob if you say like the wrong word. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, Bill Burr said something about this on his, on his podcast like way back, not relating to the election, when he was talking about message boards and how like little he knows and understands about social media. Mm-hmm. He's like, but every time he's like, I see them, I see some topic, some foolishness, some kids start posting some stupid shit or whatever. But anyway, eventually the, that guy comes along who's like, niggers, you know, right, 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 and says something super offensive or like, bitches need to get back in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. And then the troll, everybody communally like, like destroys that guy, right? Under the premise of like, we're protecting and we're, we're, we're fending off a bully, but it, nobody, it doesn't occur to any of these supposedly enlightened left-leaning liberal types to actually try to engage that person in a conversation. They've kind of gone over to the like, well, you're a lost cause. If you have an American flag as an avatar, or if you say anything like, well, I believe in the Constitution, immediately they start shitting on him. And you're like, what's the, he was saying, what's the use of that? You mm-hmm. think that you're going to make racism disappear by yelling at it? You're going to just drive it underground. Right. Yeah. When, and, it, and like you said, like the, they don't try to talk to them about the points. They just name call. 
They just say you're a racist. You're a racist. You're or a homophobe. Here's a you're bunch a... of links to stats that you should see that make you wrong and a bad person. Mm-hmm. And when you do that to somebody who may be horribly misguided and foolish and just on a bandwagon, yeah, that person, what you're t- sort of teaching them is okay. They either got to retreat into an area where what they're saying goes, or you teach them to keep that shit to themselves and to pretend to agree with everybody. But deep down, have this festering hate for for anyone because they he he feels he or she feels un yeah. uninvited to the conversation, and there's something to that. And it's not just i it's not just ideas, it's the like they will ruin your life, right? Certain uh, certain of those like the social like, justice people. So certain social justice groups will, if you say the wrong thing, they will try their best to destroy you they're not just going to debate you on the topics like Mm -hmm. a rational person they feel justified in like contacting your employer and your posting a picture of your spouse or you know they're trying to get you fired they're trying to make you lose your life right it's the nasty side of the, the what used to be the reasonable people right but they're so smug in their beliefs that they it, it just immediately they they believe that they're that they're right and justified in doing terrible things, mm-hmm. including violence. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see. What do you what do you think about this idea of the country versus the city? I think we sort of are on a different topic now. We're not talking about the Trump election. I think we're talking about social justice warriors and that sort of scene, as opposed to. Now, what about Trump? What about the rational people that voted for Trump? What if they got to say, nobody knows and nobody cared to listen and nobody asked? So there's been this... I th- I'm i a bit more disappointed in the whole media situation and the, and the serious gap. Yes, the polls, but just how everything was covered and how people were influenced on either side. And The free press they gave? To all of the, the, the fiasco, they, yeah, they stoked but the it's, fires. it's it's the now I'm just excited to see all these gaps have been you know identified, you know whether it's in the their political system and now in the media and how it's all you know working together and the interests in there and yeah, but now what you know? So the crooked uh, democratic machine establishment lost. Now what? Okay, so it's this right-wing, supposedly independent kind Not of, even, not really. He's just this... It's an anomaly. Just, it's like a, he's a um, sociopath at the head of the free world. and I wonder. He got there. How did he get there? And I, I'm afraid people are just going to cover the wrong story again. And nobody's going to ask why. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, there's all this... Uh, social justice mumbo jumbo uh, debates going on and you know all the, the focus i feel like the focus is going to be in the wrong place and that's what i'm more afraid everyone's of. backpedaling yeah. and 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 uh, shitting their pants now yeah and even like the most outspoken people used to be like depended on to like criticize the government are all like purring now and like well you know we got to give them a chance and uh yeah, well, no. it's a proof to, to be careful what you say because you don't know who you're going to have to deal with, you know, next time. If you, uh, that, that's you kind never, of a, as a, like a, our prime minister always said when he was asked, even the minister of foreign affairs, it's like, 
will you work with the Trump government if he gets elected? How would you feel like he's so different from, you know, the, the journalists are trying to get the, the clickbait you know, questions. Yeah. yeah. And <coughs> it, this, the real answer is we will work with whoever's at the top. Yeah. So even as as a person, I'm thinking, I think I'm, I have to be careful myself with how I express myself publicly and if how sure I am about the things I'm about to say because things can drastically change in front of you and you know and then what you were insulting this guy uh, for six months and now what if he does something you agree with <laughs> it's he like been the agreeing to a quote that uh, Hitler said he's been and, an you, uh, object- and you don't know who says it until you read the the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. caption at the bottom, you're like, oh, oh no, oh no, 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 no! Trump know. has been the object of ridicule his in pretty much his entire career, even when yeah. he was doing well business wise. He has been ridiculed his entire life. He's always been like a clown to everyone. Or he also uh, acts like a clown. It's 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 in, a little bit. You know, well, he's it, just a relic. Yeah, yeah, but even the speeches he was giving, it, it's it it was. It was sad. I just, I just wish I understood a bit more about the the gap and where the rationals came in because the same amount of people pretty much voted, but it's like the some minority groups that would have voted Democrat didn't mobilize. In That's the, the other thing. Yeah, you're talking about the left. Uh, they just fucking itself. They yeah, didn't mobilize. Yeah, because they were too confident, maybe, or they said, well, it's yeah, like there was an overconfidence for sure. But I do, I do believe that, that that this was a PC versus non-PC kind of uh, election. Whether that changes as like, who knows what his presidency is going to be like. Mm. But I mean, Hillary's entire platform was being a woman, uh, feminism, uh, multiculturalism, yeah. uh, gay, transgender, all this stuff. Even her concession speech that you listened to, what, was it today? Was it's was, all of was, that was stuff? All, was all that stuff? Trump was saying all like the opposite things, you know, he he couldn't be less PC. Agreed. But her, the supporters that su- the Bernie Sanders supporters didn't all swing Hillary. And right. they, they would have made a difference. Well, that's the thing is that and and I think that that was a big power for Trump was that he represents change. Right. So a vote for Hillary was yeah. the status quo. Exactly. Um, a, a continuation of Obama. Um but, uh, but unlikable. But of the establishment. But unlikable and, you know, arguably very corrupt. Yeah. Uh, and then Trump is, it's like throwing a, like a Molotov cocktail into the, into, I was, you know. This, it's, only, like, it's four years. This huh? rigged system. Uh, it's interesting you should say that because I was thinking about the idea of the, this legacy, this dynasty of the way politics have been done in the U.S. since like the New Deal, which would have been like the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Um, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Republican. This has been going on for 80 years or whatever, 75 years now of American history, right? And whether, even though it's been shifting between those parties, it's been business as usual, right? It's never been complete. There has been, there have been no surprises really, apart from, I think the last real big surprise was just how dumb Bush was, right? And that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where the internet started to seep in Mm -hmm. and we start to really see that, well, the president has not been running shit for a while now and it's been all these rumsfeld cheney types mm-hmm. pulling the strings behind all this right. but otherwise it's been pretty much business as usual for something like 75 80 years and if you study history you realize that there's no system that can last that long in the modern times 
that does not need some kind of revolution. Mm -hmm. And I think what we may have witnessed was a passive revolution, right? Like this was the ridiculousness of what happened Monday or Tuesday was kind of like a new modern civilized version of like burning down the parliament and and shooting people against the wall and rape pillage and destroy the the, it's essentially the biggest fuck you to the establishment that you could possibly muster without any actual violence happening Mm -hmm. yeah right this was everyone going enough we've had enough of this all of these well-spoken trained supposedly groomed people All it's done is groom and 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 generate a um, dynasty of very proficient liars that have been feeding us the same sound bites for God knows how long. And all I know is I keep getting poorer. My country's uh, infrastructure is crumbling. Yeah. My kids are away at these wars that I don't even know what the fuck we're doing. There's people coming into my country and blowing shit up. Um, I'm working more for less money. Less money. I'm in yeah. debt. I can't afford the house I'm living yeah. in. Go to school. I can't talk to women because I'm raping them now. I can't like do. I can't do anything yeah. because everything I do is being hyper uh, decontextualized and 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 exposed on social medias that I don't even know how to manage and control. And and it was kind of like ah enough. Yeah. And people going fuck you to this whole thing. Mm. And I think if they they try to do these stats of like, well, it was white. There's even the wet, the left is painting it as some sort of like the white man betrayed everyone. <laughs> yeah, they the make white it race. It, yeah, it, make they do. Race, yeah, they they employ that. It's so term, sad to hear like Samantha B yeah, and they call it a these, white lash. The white lash. Yeah. And and like we need to take you hear Samantha B like like mea culpa like we need to take responsibility for what we did and we're like this is this is doesn't sound right yeah but it, it follows a bit of the frustration that they lived in the uk in the summer with the brexit oh, people yeah. are, fr- are frustrated not always well informed and it was about uh, immigration they don't see the the context and they 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 pulled it out now france marine le pen is gaining a lot of popularity yeah. because oh, people yeah. have some people have had enough and of the multiculturalism germany um, is also in danger i, I think too with all yeah. the violence yeah. that's happened from uh, uh, people have immigrated there. Yeah, they've been seriously um, the the overpopulated with well refugees, people that need a place to go, and they they go to the to well, yeah, it's clearly not their fault. And they need, you know, it's not their fault. They're being used as weapons. Yeah, yeah. So, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't frustrate people. So you turn to the leaders for you know solutions, guidance, or whatever yeah. it should be. But but this nobody knows what to do. Why? Yes. When did it? <laughs> This what is it, a symptom of a failure of government up until this point to, yeah. to make people want to have change, even if that means putting Trump in there. Yeah. You know, like that shows a level of desperation. That's definitely yeah. like a, it's a suicide mission. But the but the two-party system that you were referring to, the back and forth, it was the doom that they predicted in the Constitution. They said if if this thing becomes a two-party system, then it's failed. We'll be right back to, yeah. It's failed. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's been failing, but I guess it's just like, you know, cattle is, everybody's just And that's where continuing. I think that you're... Your answer to like, you know, what, what were the rational, educated, uh, yeah. you know, intelligent Trump supporters like? What were they thinking? Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is that they don't like the way that things are going. They, there's a failure of government up until this point. A lot of 
people like you were saying speak well but everything is getting worse yeah you know like uh he also he campaigned a lot he campaigned way it's, more than Hillary it's did. It's insane. Right? Yeah. He was he went there to places, with the people. He did like 10 states in the last three days. He went to a bunch of places that the, his own party like lambasted him for, for going to these key points. They were oh, like, yeah. where the fuck are you going there? Nobody goes there. Yeah. And yeah. He didn't listen to them. He went anyway. He went. And they made he the difference. He campaigned in a way that no one has ever campaigned before. I don't. I think I would I would be interested to finding out. The post-mortem like, kind of the thing? The post-mortem and what, what really is behind that sort of ugly ass toupee whatever the hair like what who's no, that it's real? actually his hair it's actually his hair yeah, like I, implanted wait, no, but he's no, no no it's not it's not plugs really no it's a, it's actually his hair there was an interview with a, a former hairdresser that worked with him on the apprentice <laughs> so it turns out and i looked this up today actually <laughs> it was like i actually put into google i was like what the hell is up with <laughs> Trump's hair. <laughs> How can Question it be swept mark. forward, but then tucked behind his ear at the same time? Right. So it turns out that it's all. It is his hair. Okay. Uh, and he just has really long hair, and he combs it back. Okay. Right? Most people uh, who work on TV, like the hairdressers, and like they have people who do their thing. He, uh, she said, like his hair is cut in a way that it's clear that like a hairdresser didn't cut. So it's either he's cutting it himself. Or he's got like his daughter or somebody's cutting because he's like it was like cut straight across the back. Yeah, it's some sort head. of weird. He combs it himself and he uses like this hairspray. Yeah. Uh, to hold just... to hold it in place, <laughs> and he does everything himself. So even her job was to like make him look. Just I mean, he would show up with that with, yeah. the, with the do already locked into place with the hairspray, oh, and then it was her job sort of while the show during like during the filming to make sure that it's it's looking okay yeah and that she would point out what she would want to do and he would do it himself and then spray it back into place he has like this thing and it's badly dyed so he, she thinks he's he's dying it himself <laughs> so he's he has this like homemade hair solution well of all the weirdnesses because this a guy like Listen, people like this, okay. people like Trump, you know, say what you will about him, but they're extraordinary. They're, they're, they're extraordinary people. They don't, they, you don't see people like that every day, right? People who are that committed to their own success or yeah. whatever for that ambition. long, yeah, yeah, ambition, true. ambition, ambition, all, the way. all without fail have some sort of weirdness to them. It takes a bit, a bit of a madness, I think, to even to be that kind to, of, it takes yeah. a madness. And then if you've met with success, then you've also probably developed a healthy sort of shield against criticism, right? And at some lot. point, you might not even differentiate between yeah. people trying to drag you down and people going, dude, your hair looks fucked up. Yeah. You're just, you're like, your shields are up. And you're like, I should do it myself. <laughs> I have a system, right? And then like everything else that he, he probably has thousands of employees manicures pedicures they, yeah. they do everything else for him he's like the hair is mine yeah You're like there's something wrong with your hair wrong yeah. wrong <laughs> wrong my hair is tremendous yeah, <laughs> yeah. believe me You're right it's these believe probably me. these shields and it's when you talk to uh, someone who who's gone through a lot in their career and who's they're like the frequency we were talking about before they're on a different frequency yeah. they don't really yeah. hear everything and can saying. you really blame yeah. them they, I think you'd I think you'd have to be in that situation in the same way that you need to sort of shut off certain parts of you if you're like a surgeon, 
Yeah. Or a nurse. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody who works in those types of fields. It's to, very peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. Just living and dying uh, <clears throat> with those kind of stakes for what? 40, 50, 60 years? I don't yeah. know. For, for 50 I, years. For I, half I, a century he's been doing this. <coughs> I understood today he was he's the oldest president to take office. Yeah. He's se- almost 74, I think. Oh, yeah? So first up, if the oldest president. I think he's 71, wow. but eh, I could be wrong. No, I, yeah. He's, uh, like well, he's, in, he's in the 70s, period. For sure. Yeah. But well, the, then uh, again, we've had, a, we've had a president in a wheelchair with polio that hid it from mm-hmm. the public for the better part of his presidency and took America through a war and delivered speeches with like being propped up by like a stick yeah. without people that was, knowing. That was pre-TV, pre-internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is that like uh, his health has never come up. So it seems like he it's pretty good. And for him to be able to keep up that kind of schedule to campaign... Yeah. Are we all like in doing? Are, is this Stockholm syndrome? Is that what's happening to us? Because <laughs> we've been almost complimenting him now for the last. It's, little is, I feel I mean, he it's did weird. Something right. I, Stockholm he, he syndrome. Had to, I mean, yeah. and we're trying to answer Sylvia's question about like you know what an intelligent Trump supporter could be thinking, and, and I, I think it has to do with how he campaigned. He did it in a way that no one's done it before. He treated it as a business. Yeah. And he, he also underestimate said, anyone. but he said he, he said, said things, some things. I'm sure other. we didn't hear on the regular media coverage that we got. Oh, yeah, he did a bunch of rallies. A yeah. lot of people, and well, the and, things he said wrong were the ones that we heard the most. Exactly, right? it's sensationalism. That's where I blame the media. It's yeah, like, I blame and, the media big you time. Know, it's big time. It's it's flagrant at this point. They are to be like, held responsible in moly, a huge what way. Is, it's been the you know the last twenty years have just been a complete. Um, uh, it's a reality downfall show. Downfall, and uh, you know they've treated this like a fucking TMZ parade for the last two years. Yeah, the Republicans have been, you know, screaming about liberal biased media and stuff for years. Like we don't like. It's like I don't even want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. You know, but like now maybe just, people will listen. But the, or maybe the, it's gotten to a point where it's actually you know flagrant. Yeah, you because know? there are some. Not all Republicans are horrible people <laughs> there's a bunch oh, of level-headed republicans it's a horrible people yeah but it's just like the tea party thing and the whole like the whole abraham lincoln abraham lincoln it's was a republican exactly it's yeah. it's a and what a republican are, is has actually changed over time yeah Sorry, yeah tra- it's, it's gone to, to this a right extreme and then so the there's the, been a hijacking the, a bit of the religious exactly, fundamentalists it's a, yeah. it's a tug of war that that just pulls on the extremes and now that's the ugliness that's coming out and mm. the debate the rational debate of the people in the center that can uh work across the aisle from one another as right. they say down there is like completely diluted by this sensational headlining and yeah there's so many facets to this thing you know it's i mean horrible. we can get into how badly badly misunderstood how badly the democrats uh miscalculated their play and underestimated the people this time and thought they would eat the bullshit sandwich again the same sandwich we've been eating for right they horribly miscalculated then they didn't think they didn't realize how harmful the media was because they thought that it was actually like oh that guy's gonna embarrass himself and we're gonna slide in with a nice victory for you know with this whole like first woman president uh fiasco and then, of course, there's the whole problem of the electoral colleges, the antiquated, <gasps> antiquated, completely absurd, fucking it's ridiculous the electoral system that lets five 
states that no yeah. one has ever <laughs> never named as destinations <laughs> other than maybe Florida to go like uh, on vacation. You know, if you're in from Quebec, no one's like, let's, you know, guys, we got to go to Ohio again. Yeah. <laughs> Wyoming. But not without and stopping Iowa. by North Dakota. Uh, Iowa. Nobody goes to Iowa. <laughs> got to stop by New Hampshire on the way. Yeah. And Pennsylvania, guys. Pennsylvania. Yeah, we got to stop. At Pen- like, are you fucking kidding it's me? Nuts. You look at this thing and these five bullshit states determine the life, the, the destiny of 50. Yeah. Well, it just aside does. from the campaigning that he did, he also said something. I, I think a big failing of the Democrats was that they they didn't address the the middle class at all. True. No. That's and true. they didn't address and that's the, what he the, focused the on. anxiety, the fear in people. And he just went right for it. He said he said the word jobs. He said uh, uh, He's stop taxes. People from manufacturing would, overseas. Yeah, yeah, I looked at his like tax proposals NAFTA, today. Blah, blah, blah. It's mm. He's offering... Uh, I read through it today. Yeah. Uh, he's offering a one-time bring-your-money-home deal to all the, all the corporations with a flat one-time 10% fee to move their money back into the country to get them out of... Uh, uh, like tax, tax havens, yeah. put the money back here, right? Yeah. Uh, he's threatened outright to hold the, the Ford Ford Motors that if they build that factory in Mexico, they're gonna he's gonna hit them in the ass with thirty five percent tax to bring the cars back to bring the cars back here. Yeah. That he so some very aggressive like trying to get you know borderline like Apple has to bring their manufacturing into the U S. Yeah, it's borderline delusional because that's. St- and this is where his age is showing because he's he's trying to have the Reagan <laughs> years back. Yeah, he's trying to bring yeah. back the Reagan years. Yeah, which is by the way the last time we had a, a left field candidate that you, from show business yeah. infiltrate. Yeah, he's another coming of Ronald it's Reagan, true. and yeah. the rest is all military stuff, which was also Reagan's thing. He who talked about who wanted to build the Star Wars program and okay, granted he had the Russians like there was a whole Cold War yeah. context, but. The last president to talk like bolstering the military, bringing home the manufacturing jobs, protect protectionism was was the Reagan years. Yeah, but it's I don't know how strong that will hold considering the it's not feasible as much as you think. The the heaviness of the the military industry, Jesus, mm. the it's their bread and butter. Like it's a third of their uh, their economy, they they profit from war. Like they complain, Americans will say they complain about uh, policing the world and paying all this uh, all these countries off and supporting them and blah blah blah. But on the other hand, they are the biggest kid in the yard, and and you profit, you sell a lot of guns to a lot of people. Yeah. So how are you gonna? How is he gonna? You know, like the Congress and Senate are gonna tell him, "Oh, oh, oh calm down, Hang man. On a second, we, yeah. We're gonna tell you why you can't do all these things." Yeah. And let's see what he does. I'm actually, I'm actually intrigued. And if it goes horribly wrong in four years, which is not that far away, there will be another campaign and another election, and then we'll see. But, I, for some reason, I. I, I think the the earthquake. Let's just let's see how it let's see how it plays. Well, out. let's see how it plays out. We have is, no choice, anyways. Exactly, it's kind of a mood point. It's going to happen, and we have no choice but to watch what's going on. But I remember thinking, well, how upset I was when this. Not upset. I didn't actually watch the whole thing because I watched the first hour or so, mm-hmm. and then I was like, Hillary's losing tonight. 
because about an hour and hour and a half in, he took right. the lead, and I and just looked at it, and I was like, it's done. Hmm. I could feel it. I could feel it in my fucking bones that it was done, and <clears throat> Hillary was never gonna crawl back up. But I kept thinking, how would it feel right now if I was Ukrainian or uh, uh, yeah. a Bashar uh, Assad? Bashar Assad, what's his name? The dictator Bashar in Syria. Yeah, Bashar if, Al-Assad. Yeah, if I was an Al-Assad, like uh, uh, um, if I was fighting the Assad government right now, and I just found out Trump is becoming president, like I'm, it's it, they're fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. It's true. They're losing all their support. No he's one's gonna tell Putin, okay, take Syria, he's gonna, go back to Iraq. He's gonna, and, uh, is he gonna turn Russia? a blind eye and let Putin like commit genocide on all of these? Just like, just fucking carpet fuck everybody yeah. that's that's trying to fight uh, um, demagoguery and dictatorship down there. I, I don't think he's gonna reach out and help. He's gonna give the whole like, well, we'd love to help, but uh, well, we gotta look out of after our people. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just tremendously hard for us to right now to. Uh, we got, but you know I, I feel what like I really, we really need to focus on ourselves right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to help. I really do. I'm a little curious to Here's find a Trump out pen. <laughs> if there's less, like the the Arab states, like you gotta, fi- they have to figure it out on their own anyway. Unless you give Saudis a uh, nuke. Right, but the presence that the states has always had has been. Has been the the source of all this. Has been. Has been the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the problem has been. Yeah. So no, you're right. I mean, they have to stand on their own two feet, but the, the, it's a it's a very complex political climate out there. And yeah, because there's foreign presence, and then they come and then they leave, and then the country implodes because they're not structured. There's no democracy. It doesn't work like that in yeah. those countries. And well, that's why they're All happy that Trump is coming. And, you know, so because they know they know the Trump America. They the Arabs, they get that part. They get like, okay, greedy Americans, big business will punch you in the face if they don't get what they want. They they understand that. I think the whole fuckery has been. They don't understand this liberal mindset, the Democrat, yeah, but way of but like the whole uh, we're going to bring freedom the, to every place. Like that, what? <laughs> Are you coming on to me? <laughs> yeah, what's we don't what know I'm, what you're what saying to us. What I'm a little disappointed, a little, a lot disappointed is the the flagrant, the flagrant. Um, uh, he wants to get out of the Paris Accord, and he yeah. wants to like freaking what build coal mines again. Like I don't know, to make yeah. it great, yeah. America great again. Like that, whoa, that's whoa problem, we yeah. need. Te- he's America is the, at the uh, forefront of technology. Don't scrap that. Like, he's scrapping he, the Environmental Protection Agency. Apparently, one of that's one of his promises. It's, right. He literally straight up by name he said, "I'm scrapping it," and uh, he's also looking to nullify the deal with Iran, a nuclear deal that Obama worked his entire <laughs> fucking <laughs> life, whatever mandate on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of worrying things. But again, here's what's. I go back to like there's a problem with this election and then there's problem with election period. Yeah. Uh, why the uh, Joe Rogan uh, put it well when he said like what is this fucking antiquated one person running a nation? This is so outdated as a concept. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not even true. It's, like it's not even true. It's no. it's not. But it's pointless it, to it have this person. For, it, it takes. Uh, uh, Thousands of people Hundreds around of thousands, him to, yeah. to, to take those decisions, to write the bills. To but go why have this entire dog and pony show with someone who's the leader know. of this it's and the leader of that, right? Their culture. 
uh, and the yeah. idea of um, of yeah, the problems with election as a, as a, as a whole sort of concept is that okay. Let me let me wrap this up here just to, so we can sort of you know uh, go somewhere with this. When you watch a um, prescription drug commercial, right? Law the, in America, in the, yeah, the American ones. We don't, we don't really we have like Cialis up here, but whatever. The point is, <clears throat> they're required by law that they can't say uh, go buy Zantex twelve. Yeah. Right. They can't say Zantex twelve is good for you. They have to use all this legal language like ask your doctor, ask your doctor. Ask your doctor it has shown main result. Yeah, blah. they have to spend the last thirty seconds doing like a micro machines really low while blasting the music, rattling off of the side effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> while the while the blonde milf is running through the park with her <laughs> golden retriever, like side nasal bleeding, anal bleeding, blah, 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 right? So death. death. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all of these requirements legally just to be able to push these these highly questionable prescription drugs that the FDA has allowed. But as a campaigning candidate for presidency or office, you're allowed to say, if you choose me, I will do this. If you choose me, I will do that. When in fact, there is no way you can promise any of this. The exact language should be the same way as if you catch someone, they're an alleged criminal, right? Mm -hmm. Should be, if elected, I will propose. If elected, I will table a law. If elected, because all of the things on the site are all really great ideas, but none of them, this is all immaterial unless they get pushed through, voted on, and passed. Mm -hmm. through. They, it's like Plinko. <laughs> Remember Plinko? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Right, they have to go through that whole thing. So you're just talking. You're just talking. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And I'm gonna make SpongeBob the vice president of. Like it's all nonsense. <laughs> it's all just blah blah. So you should be you should be forced to say that to the people that I am. I have this book of ideas, and these are the ideas I will propose and uh, vigorously fight for if I'm in office. Not I will make yeah. America great again. I will. Oh, this is my favorite. I will take care of women. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Nobody respects women more than I do. I will take care of women. If that in itself is not a ridiculous statement that that is a good forty years out, <laughs> like behind the times, it does not. Sh it dates him immediately. Was that like in a mafia way? Like I'm gonna take care of him. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was. But it, this is a a, a seventy year old antiquated uh, uh, like silver spoon yuppie from the eighties. It's his version of gallantry. Mm. It's it's so and weird. being like ex loving women, but yeah. like you're you're care you are not required to do any loving or doing of <laughs> anything towards women. Women can do it themselves. Yeah, you telling me you're gonna take care of women is exactly the contrary to what we want from like that's not equality, but it is mm. to him because he's seventy. It's actually the you, usually you see an electoral promise speech, and you're thinking, oh great, I'm gonna vote for this guy because. If he does all the like this, all he's saying is what I want, but he never does it, right? Yeah. Because, and so we lost faith in politicians. And you say, ah, you're you have a politician speech going on. Your promises are empty. Well, I sure hope some of his promises are empty because some that of would them, actually yeah. be great. Right. So if this works out, oh, perfect. In the some same of way, his promises no, aren't going to work that's out. A good so point. 
kind maybe of in the same maybe way. Maybe we'll just be even Stephen in the end, yeah. and he won't get rid of the Paris Accord, and he can't get rid of abortion because it's no, too that's late, too late. Or, you know? <laughs> yeah, like no, no. perfect. <laughs> but kind of in the same way as like his arrogance led him to say all these ridiculous things and 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 literally bully his way to the White House. Well, let's hope that that same ego be like. Uh, uh, inadvertently forces him to makes him commit to being the best goddamn president that's ever lived. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not is- for actual humane reasons, but <laughs> like, no, no, I want my golden statue <laughs> pointing at the sky with the children on my back. Right. I want to be king of kings. So, like, what do I got to do? I uh, you got to feed the poor. Feed the poor. What else? <laughs> you got to yeah. stop the war. Stop the wars, but, sir. What about the money? No, I need to be number one. <laughs> I want to be number one. By his ego. <laughs> exactly. He ends up being the best leader. The best leader ever because he's so conceited. <laughs> like that would be a great story. That'd be awesome. That would be like the yeah. most the the biggest it mind could job. Could also be really scary yeah. if it turns into a Hitler-esque but to, situation. But no. <laughs> to go back to your question about the utility of the president and what was kind of. My theory, as I was listening to you, is that since the machine doesn't change, since the like, we the fact that we can recycle, <laughs> we can change the uh, presidency. Oh, like a new label on the same right. bottle of it booze. Gives, it gives people hope that there's going to be change, right? Like they, they, every, and that's why all the presidents they run on the concept of hope and change, right? But it's just to put like a new shade of lipstick on the exactly the same machine that's been fucking people for eons yeah since they since they've existed right so you can just change the you know we're gonna change the maraschino cherry with whatever yeah we're gonna change we're gonna change the shape of the of the burger bread it's 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 square it's square now so it's (laughs) it's exotic it's ciabatta bread And that way, all the fat cats can just stay where they are and continue doing like. Because yeah. you feel like, doing. yeah, it's a new day. It's a new yeah, day. Exactly. It's a new day, but meanwhile, under the 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 shiny new, yeah, it's the the chicken that about they're they're about to throw out at the grocery store, and then yeah. they have that one week where they can pull it, <laughs> sauce it up, yeah. wrap it, and sell it for more <laughs> as barbecue, yeah, exactly. yeah. salsa salsa explosion fiesta chicken. <laughs> Aren't you uh, overlooking one major obstacle? I mean, like how to get the average American to hate and fear Canadians? Hell, they're whiter than we are. Gentlemen, ladies, allow me to clue you to a few rude awakenings. For those of you that think Canada is a mom and pop operation, it's time to wake up and smell the snow. Fact, Canada is now the second largest country in the world. Fact. Canadians freely cross over our borders, walking among us undetected. How many of you knew that they eliminated the Miss Canada contest? I think you're on to something here, Smiley. You know all of these books about like the power of positive thinking? Yeah. And how you can will the things that you want by visualizing them and, and you can get the results that you want from others by using certain words and certain cadence. It's like half con artistry half psychology half it's a mishmash hypnosis hypnosis is the big component of it yeah. and uh i heard someone talking <clears throat> about how the whole other take on trump is that he is very meticulously delivered this whole entire performance uh as part of a very deep game of, really yeah and then when you first hear that you're like okay let me get my tinfoil hat now and start talking conspiracy and other thing but I listened to this guy a little bit and he was saying like 
he's studied every speech that that Trump has given and that it sounds on the surface like dummy talk but that in fact it's the cadence and the wording of it is very consistent with the tenets of this neurolinguistic style okay where you don't say like things like uh, I'm confident that if elected or I'm confident that when it comes time the black voters will back me he goes the black people are going to vote for me <laughs> they're going to vote for me <laughs> and it's going to be great and I'm going to do it and I'm going to fix this I'm going to do that this kind of assumptive yeah repetition uh, very hypnosis type you're freaking talk. me out man and it's, bit, bit freaky. <laughs> and it's like you, why is it always about conspiracy and the American presidency yeah but it's, I mean it's our, it's, now it's just pop culture it's, pop. But this is, <laughs> it's but, just how we live <laughs> but this stuff is used um, in, in a lot of the a lot of the success coaching stuff yeah right visualize it and you know the house the boat oh and then if you didn't do if the book didn't succeed the if the system the seminar didn't work is because you didn't visualize it you didn't tell yourself that you were going to win a million dollars you know and this works into the 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 amway stuff the all the multi-level marketing stuff it's all connected uh and then i watched that john oliver piece on multi-level marketing which is brilliant Mm -hmm. and almost out of bounds for his show like he almost seemed to really like it did not it wasn't funny for the longest time there was very few jokes about it because he's really just trying to take a shot at it because it's horrible and it's almost like a new religion yeah, yeah. and it's a, it's a way to it's taking advantage of whatever is in front of you for your own good so right it, but it's uh, but i'm saying if you let's say put aside all of the stuff that we've been talking about and take let's say entertain this this whole thing has been a very calculated work Certain things, maybe by virtue of embarking on this kind of thinking, you start to see patterns. Maybe they're not real, but things like, do you remember the second debate, the town yeah. hall style one? Yeah, yeah. There was this a little bit of uh, he was uh, like lurching over her. Yeah, yeah, it was very uh, annoying. It was very weird. But um, as I was watching that, it occurred to me that I've seen this in movies um, when there are uh, ensemble casts. And they're kind of jockeying for position in a movie, but they have to be in a scene together. And like now, uh, the the movie I'm thinking of is Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. the uh, not the remake, but the original with like uh, Robert Redford, Yul Brenner, I think Steve McQueen's in there. Like it was yeah. a full ensemble power right. cast of all the leading men of the time. And there's a famous scene in it uh, to filmmakers anyway, where I think Yul Brenner is seen. He's sitting on the coach talking down to somebody and Robert Redford is at this point not at the height of his career yet he's kind of a new face okay he's a new kid on the block in the acting game and he's supposed to kind of just sit there and hold the reins of the coach and it's Yul Brenner scene but he keeps fucking with his hat and doing little nervous tics and wiping his nose and spitting and and essentially distracting <laughs> from what Yul Brenner is saying uh, very purposefully so that no matter what the scene's about if the eyes are on him mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but see like a parallel with what he was doing because he has this really weird look on his face mm-hmm. it almost looks like he's sleepwalking uh, I, I'm talking now about Trump hmm. when he's like uh, just like just walking around Wobbling. the stage and he literally looks like somebody just woke him in the middle of the night and he's disheveled <laughs> and he's like who's that at the door he's doing this weird wobble but I realized it was one, it almost could be interpreted as one part intimidation as he's like looming over her and he's much taller than she is. 
and also nullifying anything she's saying because he's just kind of bobbing back and forth and like your eye will be it was distracting but that that may have been the point is what what i'm saying yeah i agree agree. and you start to break down everything he's done he certainly has the if not the intellect to plan this he certainly i can imagine a scenario he's like get me the people that will get me elected I, ha- I have unlimited funds. When you have, uh, when you have that mm. kind of, give me the best uh, money, power, uh, and brains. Yeah, people that make it to the top are Get surrounded by great people. It's what is it going to take? And she, I... and she has a great team of people too. She's a good leader, and you know it's. Yeah, but they're but they're she... agents of the of the old. Like, yeah, I'm sure she can <clears> get like a top notch campaign leader, a top notch everything that knows how to get results in that sphere. Mm-hmm. But they they weren't ready for this style of warfare at all. They right. were completely unprepared. They were ready for a guy who was going to play by the the classic uh, political American rules, but be a little quacky and 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 Republicany. They were ready for right. a Ted Cruz. They were ready for a, maybe yeah. a um, what's the other quack's name? Rubio. No, the doctor. Carson. Ben Carson. 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 Yeah, they were ready for one of those guys yeah. who was just gonna try to hit all of the Republican like sound bites and uh, every morning I wake up and pray and all that shit. And then they had the machine ready to counter him, but they had nothing f- against this guy who seems to be on the, perhaps on the surface, uh, playing it by the ear, but might have just had a completely deeper game. He just had so many sound bites and like how he he named everybody it was like oh crooked hillary and uh, or the other nicknames like he just labeled them all yeah he could went after everybody he started fucking with Cruz about his wife yeah yeah i just i found i found it i guess the the behavior to me was below the belt all the time and i didn't feel very presidential at all and now that it's now that he won it's like well so you, so the presidency is, is nothing to look up to anymore. Yeah, but then again, his it's like it, it takes someone with poise, with uh, but leadership. But his acceptance speech with, was uh, was completely left other in the other direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like <clears throat> I want to be everybody's president, and he's he's suddenly sounding like a like presidential out yeah. of nowhere. That to me sounds like a guy that has a playbook. And that's what he was saying the whole time: is that I'll be presidential when I'm the president. Right. You know, meanwhile, then, I'll do meanwhile, what it takes. Meanwhile, yeah, like, I'll do what it takes to win. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very business uh, business school approach, right? Like, we'll do what it takes to get the account. Yeah. Mm. And then we'll behave. We'll figure it out afterwards. But first, we got to beat out the other assholes for the but deal. That's, n- that's not always a good thing in business. No. <laughs> no, but that's not. certainly how it's, it's taught. Yeah. yeah. That old Sun Tzu American kind of uh, like art of the deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I can. it's very bizarre. It, it is very American in the sense that I think that um, I mean they're they're far behind most other countries in terms of uh, you know education whatnot. But they're ahead of the of every other uh, country in terms of ego and rhetoric in, yeah. in their confidence. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, they don't have the skills, but they have the, this American. Uns- unsubstantiated confidence which keeps working well it, like, it's it's yeah. unsubstantiated now but it, their ego is because of the success they're kind of still writing but on the they're, coattails they're still writing, of exactly, their old but successes yeah america was 
is the superpower, you know, but and and how it grew and it since the uh, the first first and second world wars and stuff, and it's just like we it the, there's reason they 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 launched you know the 20th century it was it was from it was from America the whole thing but right. historically but and as a group but largely yeah. like powered individuals individuals that come out of the US it's culturally transcended into them they Sorry. have a lot of confidence for no good reason no no right? exactly like yeah. everyone else is humble yeah. and better educated and yes. more and more competent their competence is the lowest in a lot of cases but their confidence is the they highest they dominate a room every room they walk into they they right. they end up ruin, like running the show because they're braggadocious they're very braggadocious is that the word that he is braggadocious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bad hombres a lot of bad hombres but that approach works i mean it reminds me uh, remember we played the werewolf game yeah. we played the werewolf game and for those who don't know werewolf is like uh, it's like it's a it's a group game where everyone is kind of secretly either a villager or a werewolf and you have to kind of bluff your way if you're the werewolf to convince all the villagers that you're not a werewolf and i remember i was in this situation with uh with a with a guy who he was very educated rational and he'd kind of worked out the math and he knew i was the werewolf yeah. right and he started going well actually if you Look at what's <laughs> happened up until this point. You carry the three and the decimal point, and Richard's the werewolf. And then I, I cut him off, and I said, "You know what's who's good at where? Uh, who, you know who's good at math? Werewolves." And then everyone voted him <laughs> off the island. <laughs> right? You pulled an American style, like that was pure Trump, or just pure American, like. But I'm better, though. Yeah, just ignore, uh, ignore the, the distraction facts. and just pointing and. He's screaming louder than anyone else. Yeah. yeah, worked like a charm. Yeah, it 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 was. It does because it does work. It it's based on something, you know. Like if they had no- noticed early on in their, uh, when they came out into the world, the Americans after World War One, when they finally like joined the international community, um, they'd had a whole bunch of time by themselves to pump themselves up as, and and a fertile industry and 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 mm-hmm. prosperity to a certain degree, um, in ways that Europe no one else could achieve right they were left to their own devices they built themselves up they were profit like uh, bread basket they're mm-hmm. making money everything so they had all this time to like you know how you when you spend enough time by yourself you can convince yourself of anything and then they came out and were like we're amazing we're um, people still think that world wars were won because the americans joined the fight hmm. yeah. they certainly helped yeah. they certainly were desperately needed to join the fight, but you could also say the fight could have been ended 20 years or 10 years earlier if they had come to the party from the get-go, as opposed to reluctantly kind of, eh, coming in at the last (laughs) moment and throwing some men at the problem. But the point is that if I think they'd hit a wall with that braggadocious uh, behavior out of the gate, I think they would have changed up their tactics. But Hmm. it's like, that fucking worked. We just, yeah. I just told the guy, well, maybe you're the werewolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're the, you're the puppet. If you say something with con- with puppet. confidence, yeah. there's there's a lot of power in that. You know, like we're still animals, and we respond to these these cues, mm-hmm. right? So if you puff out your chest and talk louder, and it seems as though you know what you're talking yeah. about more than the other person, right? And Another thing uh, that I noticed, going back to the the second debate that you were talking about, and him like looming over, that could have been a calculated play, because I I 
believe this is still the case, but every president that's ever been elected, uh, going back to animal our animal side, has been the taller of the two candidates. Right. Right. So in the first debate, with that split screen thing, and they each had like podiums that were adjusted for their height, they appeared to be the same height. So here right. he wanted to kind of maybe animal dominate by being by continuously being in the shot behind her and being like twice her height. I'm the bi- I'm the bigger president, literally. <laughs> right, like yeah. I'm the bigger man, sort yeah. of thing. He could have been, you know, he could have had an advisor telling him like this this is a thing, and maybe you should emphasize this a little bit by being by looming over her in the background. Who knows? Maybe well, we're giving him too much credit, but no. well, yeah. again, again, uh, we could be all just this entire podcast could just be one big stockholm syndrome shock moment you know when the guy's got his arm ripped off and he's like i'm fine you're like, yeah. no you're you, you need to go to hospital <laughs> yeah. no i feel great i feel great it's and just a flesh wound just a, and he collapses <laughs> under the table right yeah um but well, it, we need to make sense of it right we need we need to make sense of it. but the whole time you were talking about this uh, idea of overriding sense knowledge proof evidence logic with just pure animal like dominance uh, I mean, this explains why all the popular people in the school are always dickheads mm-hmm. that often peak and 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 you know blow blow out in yeah. the in the later years. <clears throat> but they're never they don't tend to be nice people. The the popular people very often are not the nicest people. They're just the more dominant or mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. or tall or privileged yeah. in some way. But everyone follows them even though they hate them. Yeah. Right? Like because you're a kid. Nice. Yeah. You envy the shit out of Paul and Rebecca or whoever yeah. the fuck, whoever the popular kids in your school were. Everyone kind of, if they'd had the conversation, would be like, actually, they're kind of both horribly superficial dickheads, but goddamn, they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's sort of indicative of, of something that, that I think perhaps as even as a, just as a race, as a civilization, we have a greatly exaggerated um, view of ourselves as having overcome our basic instincts and our basic functions because we've dressed it up so much. Hmm. Yeah. It's a nice story to tell yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, this leads me into other theories, which I'll discuss some other day, about how, and I actually want to write about this, although I don't have the, it'll be what's called bro science <laughs> because I don't have the education necessarily to deliver so this. cool, bro. <laughs> but apparently, apparently, uh, credentials are not a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, about how I believe there's also this, uh, uh, we, we're experiencing, at least in North America, a kind of inferiority complex that's driven by how fast and mutable and uh, adaptable technology is mm-hmm. and how humans don't really change that much or it takes a really long time for us to and actually physically transform in any way so we've kind of been we kind of have this envy of technology we're frustrated because we can turn a a computer the size of a house into like the size of a chip within like one generation but there's only this many kinds of hair dye still and you can only change your appearance and physicality that much and you're not going to get that much more intelligent and Excuse me. So there's this kind of weird, almost like we're frustrated because mm-hmm. we're stuck in these meat bag shells and still <laughs> be uh, trapped in these old cycles of like, want to fuck, reproduce, want to win, want to lose, mm-hmm. want revenge, envy. Yeah. 
uh, you know, tall, short, dominance, animal, I stink, smells, all that. We're still these same monkey monkeys. We've just like created this really elaborate story narrative of us having like every generation leaps and bounds mm -hmm. reach another level of sophistication when in fact not really not really uh, it's a lot of repetition it's just a bunch of knowledge but no no, no yeah context it doesn't, to it. there's not there's not much of a uh yes evolution but not like a it's still the kids in school today have the same problems that you had in school when you were a kid. It's the right. same. It's, there's no. There's still bullies and there's yeah. still the the nerds and the and the nerds. cool kids. You just the, can't tell. You know, it's it just, looks like there's no they more. They just all teenagers. have iPads now. That's the only difference. But <laughs> and beards. Somehow they've adapted to all. Like I noticed this. There's like this age of between sixteen and twenty that that, that they've stopped being children. They, they, men all, they somehow all manage to grow beards and the girls dress like grown-up girls. Yeah. And, and actually, it's also helped by the fact that the older people, like 30s, 40s, are, in, are desperately trying to stay young. So they're dressing down to younger age. So now, like, teenagers have kind of disappeared. Like, I don't remember the last... I, 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 like, often misjudge the age of someone. And I'm, like, talking to some bearded guy. And I'm like, wait a second. And I, like, <laughs> mentally remove the beard. And I'm like... This is like a 19-year-old kid, but he's all like gruff voice and he's like reading Marcel Proust yeah. and all this <laughs> wakeboarding and uh, fixie bikes and he's got his own business. So like we've all fooled ourselves yeah. into all of these <laughs> things, but like nothing has actually changed underneath it all. If you pull the plug on all of this, yeah, it's we're still monkeys fighting over fire. <laughs> Pretty much. And women for yeah. reproductive purposes. But... I don't know about the technology part you were saying. <laughs> I've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks. I'm. Uh, you said I'm it with a, confidence, so it, it, it sounded really <laughs> fine. Yeah. You, I've done. I've done that. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I, what you've, what you're saying, I have done out of sheer boredom, just say things to people that I didn't mean. <laughs> it was always harmless. I was never something like you know oh i have cancer like nothing's crazy and fucking manipulative like that but i have sometimes pretended to have confidence about certain subjects that i didn't have not have just to see what would happen in my younger days and watched people people completely eat it up and then the shame would then you know that's the thing is that i actually have empathy so <laughs> i don't like nah, nice capitalize no at that point i feel ashamed and i'm like i'm kidding i, I didn't i don't i've never been to that country yeah. that fuck <laughs> the do the right thing speech you remember yeah. yeah that was totally me just winging it to mm. see if i could get away with uh just sheer personality and sounding like i knew what i was talking about so there's something to it man well fake it till you make it yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible, but it works. But it works. But it works. It and should, it's, but it works. Uh, there's a YouTube uh, video I watched that um, I was referred to. Is the lady was saying, it's not about faking it till you make it. It's faking it till you become it. And, oh, yeah, I saw that too. And you just, well, you become it. So then, so you legitimize everything, but you got to do it. You got to go through all that faking and faking and and then and you'll become it eventually if if uh, if you keep at it for long enough well i guess maybe the problem is that in an ideal world you'd be measured at every 
step of the way by your contributions, your poise, mm -hmm. your commitment level, your effort, your commit, your, your devotion. Uh, and in, in that ideal system, naturally the person who's worked the hardest, who's given the more, most of most value would be recognized by the others and then elevated accordingly. But that can't work because most of the time you are trying to impress people who kind of stole their way into their position yeah, but I, I or think bullshitted the their way up there. So they wouldn't even know what to do with your hard work except going, mm, let's just keep him there because he makes us look good. Yeah, I, th I think him. of it a bit differently. I think it's a Maybe bit about cynical. the insecurities that you might have in a new field of trying to make it into um, some kind of uh, program or you're trying to step up your game into whatever it is you're trying to do and faking it till you become it is involves a lot of work actually it's not just winging it and pretending that you're working it's faking it in the sense that you're making yourself believe more and more through hard work that you belong at that table if you want to get a seat yeah you know you're gonna you're gonna basically build more confidence to pull up a chair and don't tell yourself otherwise just work towards pulling that chair and sitting down and that's yeah. what that's what people do when they want to become something right yeah. is that you're 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 willing yourself into becoming the thing that you want to be so you have to take the steps you know, yeah. and, and you can see it as as faking it and i think some people do fake it by kind of perhaps taking it to a little bit too far mm -hmm. to say that they have like full confidence and like you know in, yeah. in the way that they communicate <clears throat> and clearly say like talking out of their ass uh but, but I mean, they have there's no credibility a, in the end, so they don't make it. You would think so, but it, I mean, that it, would it, it, it oftentimes happen, does. Yeah. You know, it, it oftentimes does work. Yeah, you know? it wouldn't work if the the oversight would be solid, mm -hmm. right? If the people, the ju the judge panel, the panel of judges, yeah, to whom you're performing to, would be unimpeachable in some way, or at least uh, skilled. Yeah, but you can do and get away with that kind of, um, I guess you would say. Uh, sensationalist or I just say like that whole like circus mm -hmm. type ac action you can get away with that because chances are some of the people judging you got there the same way mm -hmm. by like um, smoke and mirrors yeah yeah there's a disingenuous way of doing it to say like I know things that I don't know I don't think that's what you're talking about I think you're you're talking about having the confidence to say when somebody ultimately comes to you and says can you do this Right to have the confidence to say yes, I can do it when you don't have it completely figured out. Mm -hmm. But, but you, you're willing to. But you know that you're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, so you commit to it in that moment to say yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this X and Y done. And you. It's more commit. courage than faking it, right? Right. It's and I, I think that's maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding. Yeah, no, or, pretty yeah, pretty much. Well, actually, most people I think mis I think everything's due to confusion, right? Confidence and arrogance are confused all the time. People. Unfortunately, yeah. all well, the time. They're the flip side of the same coin, right? It's just whether you look at it as in like in the positive or in the negative. Mm, I I don't see them actually. I don't see them as the same thing at all. I don't even see them to be related. So, Sometimes it depends on the perception and who's in front in the audience. If if there's somebody who walks into a, a room and it acts very in a in a very confident manner, some people will say, 
oh, that guy is pretty solid or that girl knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And others will be like, oh, how uh, full of himself. Full of himself uh, who does he think he is? Um, coming in here and, you know... Like, like he owns the place. Yeah, or... he's egocentric, blah, blah, blah. And it's just perception, I think. Oftentimes. I it know. Is. Or it's just charisma. Yeah, I think it's largely yeah, charisma. Yeah, but you charisma know. is is interpreted very differently. Also. Yeah, like to me, confidence right. doesn't play on Someone charisma. who has charisma uh, pleases to some people and to others, it's completely the, the okay. reverse effect. Yeah, I mean, we're know? simplifying here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so charisma, or, or you can call it emotional intelligence or Who's the most being able to look somebody in the eye and ask them how, the, yeah. how they are, you know, like those types of if things. If I asked you to name the most confident person you can think of, famous or that you know or in any level of, of knowledge, who would you see in your mind as an emblem of what you believe to be confidence? Confidence. Like real confidence. I guess it depends on your definition of confidence. Okay. Who acts in a confident way? Or, no. Or who? Someone who, when you look at them and think about them, you're like, confidence. That's confidence right there. Because to me, that confidence somehow is positive. Yeah, I, it I is, find it yeah. in good leaders, people that are able to lead a team re really it, it, with cohesion and stuff. They're confident because... Based uh, on, on, on past successes, right? Past successes and past failures, mostly. Yeah, You're confident also, it, when you know where... It's also communication style. Trial yeah, and error. Yeah, trial and error. But yeah. confidence is, um, I think, is a, a, a side effect. Uh, not a side effect, is... Um, a byproduct a byproduct of uh, success but success is uh, is is hand in hand with failure you you to have succeed yeah, you have to have failed and you have to have experience yeah you have to go through the whole uh, unless you have someone to pay the pay 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 off your failures over and over <laughs> yeah but the, i guess we're talking in the very general genuine sense of what a confident person okay. is to but me a, confident a confident person could be a jackass he's just really confident that he's to the me best that's arrogant world. that's not confident because right, to right. me, a jackass is insecure, is not confident at all. I think it's in the eye of the beholder mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, and there's that expression about like in romantic love uh, that the that unfortunately the, the traits that originally uh, attracted you to that person are ultimately the ones that will drive you away. Right. Yes. Right? And so when I, when I say like this flip side of the same coin, you know, like you could have somebody who is attracted to somebody because they're because they have a certain level of, of confidence but then when like they're tired of their bullshit they're going to look at that same trait and say well he, he you know he's arrogant or he's or he's full of full of himself full of himself yeah right? i see what but you mean it's the same trait it's just that the observer has changed yeah. that's a that's a that's an interesting way of looking at it i just to me the if i have to think about the the, the person i always come back to and this has been like 10 years ago i met this person um, <coughs> Call them out. Well, I don't know their name. <laughs> I, I don't remember their name because I met this gentleman on a plane uh, somewhere over Europe, and he was a, he was a pilot. Mm -hmm. I found out that he was a pilot because the plane had a lot of turbulence, and uh, my mother was she hates flying. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to chill her out, and this well, to sort of very quiet guy was sitting next to us, not assuming, not like an alpha male type at all, just like a quiet, uh, you know. European gentleman and then he kind of leaned over and he's like everything you know everything's fine and then my mom went like oh really yes and, and it turns out that he was a pilot with that airline 
was actually just mm-hmm. taking a vacation and he was happy. He was flying with his own airline, obviously. And he was quiet. He was not dominant. He was not in any way sort of macho or even um, like uh, he didn't exude any of those classic masculine signals or whatever that normally he was just a quiet guy not particularly he was thin almost boyish looking mm-hmm. you know those people that always look kind of perpetually 16 <laughs> uh then like, there's just 16 year olds with like receding hairlines and uh, we- weird like um like uh wrinkles but they still look <laughs> like they're 16 so he was not like any in any kind of formula the classic dominant male but the poise and the, the calm that he exuded that wasn't sort of like a um, um, snake charmer kind mm-hmm. of calm. It was just like, oh, this is just very normal. Uh, in this particular place, there are these current currents, and then this is very common. And when he talked, it sounded like this is a guy who, for a living, takes the lives of two to 300 people in his hand into his hands routinely, mm-hmm. the same way that you wash your hair on Thursdays or whatever, mm-hmm. he flies people back and forth on a plane and does these extremely complicated uh, mechanical procedures and has to keep really cool and whatever. And I was like, this is a confident person. Everything else that I've seen with winners and leaders, a lot of it to me is just um, um, unfounded, braggadocious American style, like and just take control Mm -hmm. and maybe some of that is based on i guess maybe the people who are arrogant that end up being thought of as confident are those that actually somehow deliver at the end of all the bragging like give me the job and i'll turn this company around and inside they're like holy shit i don't know if i can do this Mm -hmm. or like but the book that i read in the school Mm -hmm. i went to taught me that you got to bark and roar like a lion because otherwise you're a little little guy you gotta gotta bring it Art of the deal style. And then they give you the job and you deliver. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe you actually had the ability in you all this whole time. Mm-hmm. But it certainly wasn't calm, poise, and trial and error speaking when you stepped up and you dominated the room. It was just pure flapping. You, of, you just prefer like the quiet, <clears throat> confident. That to me is to real the confidence. Loud, uh, the loud, con- confident, because that seems needy for like attention, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's just like, listen, and what I'm saying to you, this is a kind of, I feel like that pilot guy, if I told him, well, actually, I've been reading about aeronautics and, and weather patterns, I study it, this is my field, and uh, what you're saying actually doesn't make sense because we're now in, at this, we're at this um, longitude and latitude. And like, I, if I buried him in a bunch of like, counter knowledge i feel like this guy would have been like that's very fascinating could you give me some of the books that you read and i'd love to know more about this right like that to me is confidence mm-hmm. well, i think you respect the combination of confidence and being a cool guy as opposed to the confidence of being con- the combination of being confident and being a dick but he wasn't really cool <laughs> he was polite but he wasn't particularly charming like he didn't charm no, my but he pants. Was, no, he but was, he was. I think you're. 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 Unassuming. Calm, calm, collected. Quiet. Yeah. Just and unassuming. You felt reassuring, and yeah. he reassured you also. He was reassuring because, but he wasn't like he didn't, you know, rub my shoulder and be like, yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna but be just a lot fine. Of, a lot of people mm-hmm. at the heads of uh, corporations, um, you know, uh, big groups of whatever, they they tend to be very calm 
and collected and it's yes it it inspires a lot of confidence in and that's what you aspire to be as if you want to you know excel in whatever it is you want to do but the 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 leaders that i think have the most effect on people profound like everybody is someone who like when you step into their office it's uh, or whatever wherever they are i use the word office because i yeah. you know when i walk into my boss's office it's <coughs> always very okay there's like a zen moment there's a zen moment okay. you know and it's because people at uh, i think uh, in leader roles solve problems all the time and once you're good at taking it down you know you lower the, the you realize the that the speed. stress is, serves you not yeah in any and way. then you yeah. you know you confidently resolve the issue and that's that brings a lot of confidence i i i adhere to that a lot i, I i'm attracted to that a lot as a you know excited person sometimes where you know yeah, i get emotional and uh, i get upset and then i walk into my boss's office and i say we have a problem da, 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 and, you know and it's just like hold the phone close the door have a seat take a breath <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> let, management know? let's take a step back let's look yeah. at the problem yeah it's a because you're it's a lot you're, of management it's part of his expertise too yeah. and you're stuck in the weeds and he's looking at it from exactly it's the step back thousand feet there's a whole lot of thing and when when you have the confidence eventually to take a step back you it becomes also a part of your knowledge your experience you you and you uh, you'll tra- you'll transmit that to someone who might have gone through the same problems you have comes to you with the same problems and you'll say oh i step know. into my office step into my office <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take yeah. it easy you end up passing that on you know? yeah you end up passing it on a yeah. panic person comes to you and you're like okay i see what's going on here you let them vent a little bit bring it in yeah bring but it it's in. experience i think confidence comes from stems from a lot of experience so that's to yeah. me confidence but see now let's change the scenario very quickly here let's move this conversation from the boardroom uh, to like um, your classic, I don't know, pickup scenario or or mating ritual scenario mm-hmm. of a bar, of a restaurant, whatever venue you're in where you're seeking a mate, being a woman or a man, right? This is where I think the big confusions develop, right? Like the man that'll get the girl more than often than not, or at least get the opportunity with the girl or mm-hmm. the girl that were, it's a little different for women. I can't, I don't feel comfortable really. Uh, thinking about that because I haven't been a woman very long Um, (laughs) but there's that whole idea of like the guy that's going to get the digits is the guy that's going to be like what's up baby and walk up to you and do that whole like I ain't afraid of this not I mean now I'm using ridiculous language yeah but the guy that's going to walk up walk up (laughs) the guy that's going to walk up to you and be like what's up uh whether that maybe that doesn't correspond to what you find attractive, but let's face it, those guys or those people are going to get results and are going to get opportunities far more than a person who is generally considered to be shy or ineffectual in the in in the, in that scenario that sits quietly at the table. If you look at him, he'll smile, and he might even if the your paths cross, go like, "Would you join me for a drink?" Right? But that person is going to meet with less success. As, as, as a rule, right? Or less opportunities will open for that person to seek that connection because he's maybe going to be misinterpreted as confident, uh, as, as lacking confidence, when in fact his confidence is what's making him sit there 
and not like run after every single girl that walks into the bar mm-hmm. and put on the whole circus show. Well, that's just a numbers game. Right? Uh, yeah, like, but the, I think it depends. It depends on the crowd. It depends on the age. It depends on a lot of things. And I think it depends. It's a lot. It's a bit influenced by the pop culture of what we've been seeing. The narratives. The yeah. narratives, the Hollywood, all the same story, the teen bop movies. It's, the guy it's leaning a, against the bar. Yeah, you know, but then, you know, the popular girl gets together with the, the, the rebel and the misunderstood one. And I find it's a, it's very... Uh, Cliche? Subjective sometimes. Subjective. To, 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 I mean, yeah, but we play according to the, those rules a little bit. I mean, you, yeah. you hooked up with a bad boy. Come on, I know I know that's part of the attraction. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't fool me. But... <laughs> You like his edge, uh, yeah. So, mm. Like he's 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 a bad boy you can take home, right? Like that's kind of a that's that's how I look at him anyway. I, <laughs> Except I can't because he has allergies to yeah, my cats. Exactly. Go on, sorry, I'm, I'm tangenting. I don't know. I I sometimes think there's people. Um, there's someone out there for everyone, kind of thing. Like the, it's not. Uh, it's not a race to the top. It's not there's one there's like a, one guy in the bar and he's gonna hook up with it's the girl. Up. There's a, yeah, there's someone yeah, out there for everyone, but the guy that's gonna speak up and play that sort of bra- braggadocious. I can't stop using that stupid <laughs> yeah. fucking word. Is that even a word? But some girls don't, don't like that. Is, no. And and the thing is, what about the 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 other side? Is that man, some girls don't want to be with someone who some. Yeah, so, but yeah. more than you think. <laughs> yeah, but they more play than along. you think. Uh, I, I look at no, it. No, they don't all play along. They're no. just not interested, or they're not in the bar because that's not where they want to meet someone. You know, so it's. I think it's. Um, I think the mold of the typical bump in uh, scenarios that we've been a bit so accustomed to seeing on the screen, or uh, maybe imagining for ourselves. I think with uh, for, for me personally with age like when I was younger I was thinking They're oh I'm going to go out and no, I'm going to meet someone right. that's total crap you know but it did it did happen for a bunch of people it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen but didn't it kind of happen that way for you no I met th- I met through a friend I met like yeah, I was we were friends for a year and a half before we started to uh, be involved with you yeah i don't i don't want to put your i don't want to dissect your relationship now i'm sorry i went there but i'm sorry richard i I want i want your perspective on this i have a slightly different perspective if you know if you're going and you know i I don't completely disagree you know there's different people want different things but in terms of uh going back to the bar scenario if you're if you have it's kind of like telephone sales let's say like right you're a sales salesperson yeah. doing cold calls and you got one guy who's just calling constantly like a machine. right like and and you have the other one who's waiting for the phone to ring is is essentially what's happening right so even if you could have a salesperson that's really bad but just does volume somebody's going to say yes right and then you have the other one who could be 10 times better of a salesperson and 10 times better quality of a person and have a lot better, more value to offer, but they don't make any calls and just wait for the Or they don't ask the for the sale. Maybe they both make calls, but the, but the, the, other, the accomplished salesman like waits for the 
to hear that the person actually is looking for something, whereas the other no. one creates the need and drives it. I don't even think it's that. I mean, we, we've got a good friend who has zero approach anxiety, right? <laughs> right. So mo- <laughs> wonder who you're talking about. Most, most people have this approach anxiety. Like they're not going to go and walk up to that girl and they may not walk up and go like, hey, baby. But it could be like, hi, my name is, and can I buy you, can I respectfully buy you a drink? Yeah, I've seen him work, and, actually. You know, he, he, he he uses his interesting, like, out-of-left-field comments. That are funny. I mean, it's like, do you have gum? And that's his pickup pick line, you know? But it, it works, right? Like, just, but, there's there's power in... But in a gauche way that <laughs> is funny, and girls love humor. It's one of the top qualities that you hope to find in a mate. You know, you want to laugh. Yeah. But is that confidence or is that just someone who's who's you don't know yet who's you're reckless just, you're gonna it's it's funny enough for you to stick around and say okay i'm gonna find out you know yeah. and then and you give it a go but i think a, a funnier icebreaker is much more enjoyable i'd rather st- i'd rather talk with the awkward you know uh, goofball than the guy who's gonna say like uh, I see myself in your pants blah 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 yeah, yeah well, of course yeah, yeah, exactly. that's an easy Gross. choice though. you know or, or the guy who's gonna pull that line and I'm Did gonna laugh hysterically and, <laughs> and then we hit it off which is I think it's just about the the it's the social and the social encounter and um, putting too much pressure on it or imagining how it should be or what what should be happening and what are the statistics should i do this should if i stand in this part of the bar will it work more and i think it's just that, about, well that's definitely a, a rabbit hole that nobody wants yeah like with yeah. fish for the eye contact you know like connect with someone if you look at someone from across the room and you lock eyes chances are they'll turn around and they'll look back because it's certainly there true is something of richard and i that's yeah <laughs> richard yeah. That's how we. Richard that's how B we or Richard L. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's something to it. Yeah, I think we're talking about two different things too. We're talking mm-hmm. about like the 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 numbers game, which is like the approach part. Like, how many times do you make the attempt? And then there's the whole other side, which is what are the traits that you know would make a prospective mate stick around. You right, know, right. And make a good relationship. It's much deeper, know? much deeper. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I guess what I'm what I'm leading to is kind of one of my the other tenets of one of my other philosophies that is always I always come back to somehow. It always leads me back to it, which is that um, I think there's a like Tower of Babel thing going on, and it's been going on since the beginning of a time where we have also fooled ourselves into thinking that we're we're speaking the same language, mm-hmm. and by Therefore, we're saying the same things, but nobody's ever saying the same thing. Do not even, not even when you're ordering like a burger at a fast food place. Yeah, it's happened to you that you're like, you know, please do this and that, and the person completely gets it wrong, and you're like, but I used the words. What didn't you understand? <laughs> and you just realize that to them, those words mean something else. But we assume that, and and now it's worse than ever because every word is being dissected and immediately pass judgment upon in the social media context Mm -hmm. and when you said i posted something today which nobody has picked on but i feel when i reread it i was like this could get me in trouble maybe or someone could pick at it Mm -hmm. because what happened to me today is i came out of this building and this young girl came up to me and with a big smile and she's like excuse me sir and she pulls out like a handful of envelopes which are i'm sure like look like greeting cards 
She's like, do you know how to mail stuff? Like with the post? And I'm like, excuse me? Like, yeah, like it's in the box and I just have to put it in the mailbox, right? Like, do I have to do anything? And at first I'm like, I wanted to laugh that this is ridiculous, but I'm like, wait, you must be like 16 or something. You really would no, have no reason to know. You've probably never done this before in your life. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, you just put it in the box. It quickly occurred to me that this was an opportunity, missed opportunity for some amazing pranks. Like, I'm like, well, you have to put $5 yeah. into the... <laughs> <laughs> into the box for the so the mailman is tipped you, you, we, we tipped the mailman like I could have yeah. just fucked with her went, the little gnome that lives in the box yeah yeah you gotta give Nomi his his little his a family but I posted like a pretty young lady of about 16 uh, and this happened right and I was like wait I was just honestly commenting on the fact that she was pretty she had a big smile and she was a young girl but I could see how that could be completely taken the wrong way right uh. I guess, but he, nowadays the social media is is super examination, right? You, you could, yeah, but it's I find it ridiculous. Just but it's even worse because we never ever did agree, all of us, even friends, on the definition of things ever really, and that's what leads to things like tough love being confused with cruelty, right? Mm. Uh, arrogance being confused with with confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, love being confused with obsession. Mm -hmm. um, there's just like a million examples where we don't actually know the lines. We don't have the operational definitions. We're not working right. with the same ones. And then we're all arguing about it, but we're not even talking about the same thing. And this is what, that's what I mean by the Tower of Babel is mm -hmm. that I feel like it's like all miscommunication. I'm going to leave some comments on that post bar. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to come at me? Yeah. Why what do you mean you by pretty? Yeah, why are you qualifying her by her appearance? Yeah. Jason. Jason. How do you assume she's a woman? Maybe she looks like a girl, Maybe but she's Oh, you miss She's gendered. I mean, what is it called? Miss misgendered. Misgendered her? Yeah, that's that's not That's, that's not, a big one. That's not allowed. Yeah. Well, how dare you, Jason? How dare you? I'm so disappointed you piece in of you. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of human garbage. <laughs> Excuse me. How yeah. dare you call someone pretty? <laughs> how dare you call? How dare? How? how dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sylvie, as always, uh, this is wonderful. You guys are wonderful. Can we just? You're can wonderful. you just be on every episode? Yes, I can. Because you make me want to be a better podcaster. Aww. You make <laughs> I, me want to be a better guester. I talk. <laughs> I, I make an effort to talk in, in full sentences yeah. and articulate my thoughts. Mm, you did good. Yeah, it's I did fun. really good. It's fun to bounce ideas around, too. I think Things we need to talk about this stuff. But you don't often could we maybe, express. Could we maybe just like to leave these things off on a as much of a positive note as possible mm -hmm. right we've said all these things that we think was going on and we've dealt with some of our psychosis over this trump thing uh what maybe what are our hopes in terms of what good could come out of this i mean potentially this, this could shine a light on some of the corruption that everyone seems to yeah. be aware is 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 present you know and it could <clears throat> i mean i've i've my maybe I'm not as optimistic as as Sylvie is, but uh, and I've always sort of thought that this was all coming to a revolution at some point because it couldn't continue this way, and it just seems to be getting progressively worse. Maybe this is the 
you know the maybe this will be something that would mix mix it up enough shine a light on some of the the corruption that's going on and could maybe avoid something more catastrophic okay so that like would be my silver lining a bad thing but for uh, uh, what do we say well uh, we'll see if it's a bad thing i think it's a turning point yeah and a turning point that was long overdue and but we can't we clearly can't predict what what's going to happen because yeah. the predictions have been completely and it's a little bit off, exciting it's, it's hard to admit it's shameful to admit but it's a little bit exciting almost For sure. it's they, they they they've spoken and i'm looking forward to seeing how the um how people will get involved if they will get involved and how they're going to take seriously this change and what they're going to do with it it's their future it's their government it's the and it's a, a, a leader in democracy in the world people dream to live in america they still do it's still uh, you know the so pr let's is see. strong yeah a beacon let, of hope <clears throat> yeah let's see what they're gonna do with this and 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 hope for the best i guess but I'm, 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 I think all eyes are going to be on, on them for quite a bit and see if they are going to resolve their home issues. And if they can do that, then maybe they can. I definitely see the. the stay, the, stay on top, you know. I see this as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, either an opportunity to realize how colossally badly we can fuck up as a people together. Like how colossally we can all head in the wrong direction and how that's possible. I think there's, but there's also the opportunity of realizing that I think maybe some of the shock that comes from what happened is because a lot of us had become disillusioned at ever being able to change the the status quo. Yeah, a lot of people. I think, a lot, especially the people in their 30s, like we're like, well, it's never going to change, man. Yeah. It's just going to keep going and going. New yeah. face, new new hairdo, but same same sandwich. And the fact that now this actually looks like a the whole thing like somebody dropped a bomb in the middle of everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all bets are off is sort of like shocking but there's this opportunity to either see the whole thing exposed and realizing that the whole presidency thing is a joke the whole system around it is a farce i mean that would be the proof if a guy like trump could pull it off that would invalidate all of the supposed presidential grooming yeah that we force or we will not consider anyone unless they have this training, it would expose all of that. And the pendulum might swing right back to the lefter exactly. side of things, you know, to say, hey, we're, yeah, this could we be should horrible. take care of one another, we're yeah. uh, people of fr- freedom, you're, you can, uh, you know, you have rights here, you, you know, and you should be entitled to all of those things because that's what this country was built on, this right. idea. So... Maybe this is what you know. Sometimes you gotta <laughs> push, swing the pendulum. Yeah, swing I'm the a pendulum. Big, a big believer on the pendulum. The, the the pendulum has been pushed in one way because the because of the, the this campaign, the race, whatever. And let's see let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean the the very dark, super cynical scenario in this. The filmmaker in me, if I have to do this as a as a dark. Is a DC movie. <laughs> so that was the Marvel movie. If we do this as a DC film, then this is all an elaborate sort of timeout for, this, for the establishment to let us feel like we fucked shit up. 
but that it's going to drive us right back into their welcoming arms as we'll be so glad to get the structure back after four years yeah. of batshit uncertainty Perhaps. and volatility that will come running back to the the old guard and yeah. be like please give us an old school president like we remember right that's a dark dc well it's a bit what happened here in canada right where the liberal government was uh, you know shot to shit know, with all the cor- corruption and all that and then to the we, gills yeah. and then you know we got stuck with a conservative for a really long time and then we were really happy to not have that anymore Nine and go years. back to it yeah, that was a long yeah, time. Along, long and time. along came the prince from one of the Disney movies. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> Eric from The Little Mermaid. Eric, yeah. Is he Eric from The Little Mermaid? <laughs> yes. I thought he was from the other one with the... Not the princess and the frog. Anyway, the point is, along came this Ken <laughs> doll. for me. <laughs> along came this Ken doll president leading the same corrupt piece of shit party that robbed us blind for so many years. Mm-hmm. And we all jumped right into his his uh, muscly arms <laughs> his well chiseled arms his well chiseled arms and let us let us he's probably tattooed yeah so opportunity let's say that yes we have no choice but to roll with these punches but I guess what I'd like to say is I feel that I'm uncertain about everything else I've said tonight about this mm-hmm. what I do feel confident about is that mm-hmm. despair and fear are absolutely useless they're very natural feelings right now and will be for a while Mm -hmm. to be sore as fuck because this let's not mince words is a goddamn travesty what has occurred it is a high 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 level uh, fuckery but be moping about it and being like oh well guess it's all over now the world fucked like this is not at all a solution like yeah. crying about it is ridiculous no and taking the bull by its horns is i think you're you're on the right a very steady path to getting people uh, engaged aware informed now that we can surf the web and you you can choose not to watch tv uh, cable news now you can make up your own story you have yeah. all the tools are at your disposal but it still remains up to to you to, to the individuals to to make up their own minds if they don't want to if they claim to be brainwashed and that oh we've been brainwashed for all this time well what are you going to do about it now not you can't just vote your way out of it you gotta yeah. you gotta take some serious steps you know and, and and be a part of society take your take your stand and make an opinion discuss it change it whatever but don't, do uh, something. Do something. Yeah. Get off your ass. Stop waiting for, uh, you know, the invite to this party or that party. Fucking yeah. Let's see where this goes. Let's see how much we can find out, and let's see how much of the people, much of this we can. I mean, this mm-hmm. isn't even our country we're talking about. Yeah, but, we're far from being experts nor Americans. <laughs> but, but we're next door, and it fucking affects us in a major way. You know. Yeah. So it's the only neighbor we have. So if his house is burning, you know, our house is kind of next. (laughs) It's going to get, it's going to go down too, right? So we need to sort of be concerned, I think. What's the expression? When America sneezes, we get a cold or something? Is that an expression? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, I think it was Joseph de Maistre who said, uh, all nations deserve their leaders. Uh, I think that's true. Yeah. (laughs) 
but uh, for everyone else there that might be kind of panicking, don't let the rhetoric and the fucking like running around the headless chicken media because they're going to exploit the shit out of the panic yeah. right? to sell more papers. They don't care. They have no feelings. Don't buy in. Don't start acting like the world's ending. This is maybe an opportunity to start something new.